You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. This week's episode is split into two sides. This is Side A. What's going on, everybody? Let me adjust, hold on, let me adjust my mic real quick. Keep, keep, keep it rolling, Doc. Keep it rolling. All right, we good. You, you need me to turn you up a little bit in your headphones? Yeah, turn me up a little bit. Ayo, 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 ayo. That means I'm about to drop a trash verse because I said like four or five AOs. Um, welcome everybody to Clock Radio Speakers. There's, there's like a graph, right? The more times you say AO, there's like a, there's a, you're kind of okay for a while, but then it just drops off hard. Yeah. What's cool, sometimes West Side Gun says AO a bunch of times and it sounds cool, but like, I think it's the, it's the cannabis, it's the aggressive yo. Like West Side Gun's yo is kind of like cool, but like a cannabis or a, um, Aesop Rock <laughs> or an Atmosphere Jurassic 5 I think part of it is like it's how you say the AO right like are you sort of doing it like in time with the beat just sort of like getting into it or are yeah. you like just before your verse do you just say AO because like it's a nervous tick like you don't know what else to do so you're just like AO AO that's yeah that's, that's fine but if you're like like yo 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 Yo, ayo, and then you start the verse with ayo. <laughs> I'm expecting trash immediately. Well, you know, they don't do that anymore. No. Yeah, they it'd just, be funny if they. I mean, it'd be funny if they did with like the sort of new school flows with uh, with auto tune, whatever. They just do ayo a bunch of times. It would be funny if Uzi just said ayo a bunch of times before he rapped. <laughs> did he just drop some new music besides the uh? The one record, did he drop two more? Who? Oh, oh boy. We here? Uh, that was brutal. All right, hold up. He did. thought he dropped uh, like two records together, but I didn't yeah. hear anything about it. Yeah. Sanguine Paradise, and that's a wreck. So we're, I think we're going to talk today about music curing all. Your theory on that. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I think, I think somebody we're going to talk about today is 100%. Uh, living living that right now uh but yeah clock radio speakers hey guys welcome everybody <laughs> uh follow the show at crs podcast you can follow me on twitter if you want to at armand wake up a-r-m-o-n-d wake up all one word but uh follow the official clock radio speakers twitter handle follow us on instagram follow us on facebook follow us where where else are we is that, is that the only place we follow us on Spotify? Follow us on yeah, subscribe everywhere you get podcast app except for SoundCloud, and you know why. And uh, Doc's here. What's up, man? Oh man, uh, things are good. Uh, y'all can follow me if you want on Twitter at Doc underscore Beats S nine Z. But like Armand said, just uh, just follow the show everywhere at Sarah's Podcast. And uh, thanks as always to our Patreon subscribers. Uh, yes. It's patreon.com slash CRS Podcast. Um, yeah, man. So, what's new with you? Um, coming off of our uh, Nipsey Town Hall on yeah, Sunday, yeah, yeah. How Sunday that, evening. How was the reception? Man, um, we packed the place out fairly quickly. Um, it was a it was a smaller space that was conducive for conversation. I I would prefer that it wasn't. Uh, shout to friend of the show priest. It wasn't the two of us together, just basically, you know preaching to everybody for two hours 
um, about grief and trauma and hope and all that stuff. It was a it was a dialogue. It was a conversation. So about 30, 35 people showed up, all different walks of life, uh, different backgrounds. People came for different reasons. You know, the Nipsey's impact um, since his death has had people thinking about money, thinking about ownership, um, people still processing grief. Um, people not wanting to squander uh, uh, gifts that they have and opportunities that they have and, you know, want to leave a legacy for their families. And, you know, some people know what they what they want to do and they were just putting it off. Some people uh, needed to grieve and didn't have space or safe spaces to do that. And some people um, knew what they wanted to do came with a clear cut agenda and it was a lot it was it was it was a lot it was a lot it was just proof that these things need to happen more often um and that it just needs to be a process of discussion uh planning and then action uh so we're not just talking about talking which is one of my biggest pet peeves um but it was really really good shout out to everybody who who showed up i know that there were some cameras around so Hopefully we'll get some footage um, somewhere, somehow, someday. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty much it, man. Really good show. Glad to hear that, man. Um, yeah, that was dope. All right, so what are we talking about this week? So let's do a quick follow up uh, on your man uh, Lil Nas X, who, uh, along with uh, your other man Billy Ray Cyrus, still number one on Billboard. Yep, still gaining. Um, it's one of those things where, right, streaming takes off first, but seems like he's getting some traction at radio too, which is super interesting. Um, it's it's really interesting to like for me to see people who aren't sort of on Twitter the way that you and I are on Twitter, no. um, sort of hear the song for the first time and see what their reactions are. Because mm. <laughs> it's because. Twitter's Twitter's its own universe. Right, right, right. And sometimes people who are on Twitter a lot, what they fail to realize is that everybody doesn't think like them oh, or man. operate the same way that that universe operates. This is a problem with politics right now, too. But, Oof. yeah. Okay, so what So what has been that response? Because I did hear the remix um, when I turned the radio on driving home from work today. Um, honestly, like, people seem to be sort of like almost not quite delighted, but they're kind of like, this is fun and silly. Great. Mm. Um, not so much of the hemming and hawing, <laughs> you know, hawing. crossing the arms. What is this? Is yeah. this country? Is this hip hop? It's like, um, I think the fact that it's so short um, and it's so clearly not trying to take itself too seriously. Yeah. I think that helps out a lot. But, um, you know, as of yet, still not on the country charts, but, you know, still really? I don't think so. Let me double check that. Actually, I'm saying that, but let me let me double check on uh, on Billboard here. The the guitar didn't do it. No, nope. They're still uh, staying away. Hmm. Even though he's starting to get some play on uh, on country radio, but he's not there yet. So, what was I gonna say? Yeah. So, but you know what? What was really interesting to me is I looked at. I was like, okay, like he's still number one. Um, do you know who has the number two and number three songs in the country right now? Nipsey? Your man Post Malone. Oh, okay. There we go. Sunflower, the Spider-Verse song. Okay. Sway Lee. Okay. But Wow is number three. What is that? <laughs> I promise. Song, wow. I, I promise you on everything I love, I've not heard a Post Malone song all the way through. 
Except really? ma- except maybe White Iverson. And I'm not um, even saying that to be funny. Like I legit. Oh, this is Post Malone. Oh, are you listening to it right now? No, 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 no. That's my response every time somebody <laughs> says this is a Post Malone song. Yeah, he is. Um, he is definitely somebody who, like, again, the, talking about like people who are like talking about like the reaction of like on Twitter or like people who are extremely online. Um, they don't really talk about Post Malone ever. No, he's never in any sort of conversations. Other than people, this guy's really right. successful. Right. People don't know where to put him. And they just sort of go, well, he sells a lot of songs. And, so, you know, he has big streams and sells a lot of stuff out. So, okay. Yeah. But he's another one of these, like, cross-genre artists where it's like, what is he? I don't know. Let's yeah. not talk about him. Yeah. So, anyway, that was the only thing I wanted to follow up with. I was just, I was really, like, that and I was, like, uh, the Cardi B and Bruno record did better than I thought it did. Oh, yeah. I'm hearing that everywhere. Yeah, that got as high as three on the pop charts but now it's trending down that's that's one of those songs where like um on, again online nah but it's like but radio it's like tailor made for radio yeah um so yeah um we're gonna keep it moving cause I don't really wanna talk about Billboard too much um I'm trying to think what we wanna talk about next um oh I saw I wanted to ask you about this I should I could ask you pre-show but I saved it um I saw that you posted about on, uh, I think inst- maybe uh, maybe the gram, yeah. maybe your story. I believe you talked about a a a high cut of a certain Jordan one. Oh, don't do this to me. Well, why not? <laughs> uh, so, so, so I look at that and I go, I've seen that color yep. recently. Yep. That color, that that color combo. Yes, you have. But I'm guessing that it's a very particular kind of. Like high top, what's what's going on here? No, this is this is this is uh, Jordan brand hullabaloo. So okay, basically, just three yeah two years ago, going on three years ago, 2016, Jordan brand put out bread ones. That was the first time they had released that shoe since 2013. Before that, it was like 2000, I think 11. So every three or so years, so it's it's about on point, but. What they do is, is each time they put the shoe out, there's some sort of gimmick attached to it. So it's not the exact same shoe. So the most recent one was the band Jordan one. So this was, you know, the infamous story. If you have Hulu, there's a whole documentary on it about how um, all of the NBA shoes were supposed to be white. Jordan wore these black and red shoes and the league find them. Come to find out it wasn't even the Jordan one. It was the airship. It was a whole other shoe that they're supposed to be retro in this year, too. Um, so that shoe was supposed to be as true to the OG as possible. Some people said that the leather was different. The red was darker. There was like, there's a little number inside to show that it's banned, blah, 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 blah. Even on the actual band, Jordan has an X on the box. This one didn't have an X on the box. So now what they're saying is no, 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 that wasn't the original Jordan one. This one is the original Jordan one from 1985. Oh. So they're saying that it's it's a higher cut. The the it's like the like the the middle of the shoe is slanted a little bit. Um, I guess the ankle padding is a little thicker. Some a few other things, and I'm just like, man, 
And this is supposed to be the largest reproduction of uh, Jordan ever, even though they just did that with the Concords. They put out over a million pairs worldwide and they still sold out immediately. So they're putting out more of these than that. And because this is such an iconic shoe, I'm certain it's going, it's the Black Friday Jordan, which under most circumstances uh, sells out quickly. So Jordan's put out an infrared six. They're putting out a bread four in a couple weeks. They're coming out with the black and red 11s for Christmas. And now they're coming out with the black and red Jordan 1s. That's all this year. That's nuts. Um, uh. So you think they're overdoing it? Is that the, is that a good way to sum this up? Um, are they, I mean, are they ruining it's, sort of the concept? Not ruining, but are they sort of maybe uh, being a bit too aggressive about how quickly to reintroduce the stuff? Well, if you think about it, it's every three years, so it's kind of on brand with that. But I just don't like the every couple years, how do we get people to buy the same shoe again? You know, so unless it's like, so my black and red ones, I beat them to the ground. So I might get a new pair because I'd like a new pair. Um, But for some people who bought the shoe and still had the 2013 shoe, there's really no reason for them to buy this one or the other one. But you've got the quote unquote Jordan enthusiasts who are like, okay, this is the actual Jordan one. Like, no, then what was the one you did three years ago? Um, I just, right. you know, it's, it's the, I'm trying to think of like a hip hop equivalent. It's, it's the, it's the CD single with a bunch of different remixes that you know, you're not going to listen to. It's like, it's like when Nas puts out Illmatic every 10 years and it's remastered, but the 10 year anniversary was remastered. You re remastered it. And then you added a bunch of remixes from some sound click producers. I'm cool. So with all that said, I'll probably be buying. Oh no. <laughs> Just cause it's my second favorite shoe of all time. And I beat up the other ones, but I'm after these last ones that I, that I, that I bought, I'm not buying any shoes for the foreseeable future. Um, I just don't need them. And I'm wearing the same five pair. And I and I normally say that and then I like go back on my word. But now I'm pretty confident and resolved in that. I'm good for a little while. I'm straight. Meanwhile, I'm over here trying to figure out like why was I stupid and I didn't buy when Adidas re-released the uh, Ultra Boost uh, cream or the chalk as mm-hmm. they sometimes call it. Why didn't I buy those? That's like the perfect Doc sneaker. What was I thinking? Oh, dude, you can just go on, you go on StockX and get those for yeah, retail. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now as we speak. Yeah, get them for retail. Yeah, I've been thinking about getting the the OG Ultra Boost, the black with the with the purple on the back. I really like those. Oh, yeah. Well, these are the these are the Ultra Boost 1.0, like yep. which is the same. I have the my the one I have right now are the one with like the rainbow on the toe. Yep. Those are 1.0s as well. Yep. And I love those, but they're also like white, and I know I'm gonna ruin them. Yeah, that's fine. Yep. it's gonna happen. No, I love I love my creams. Creams are super super dope. Um, yeah, yeah, get those on stock eight. I mean, the hype for Ultra Boost just died adidas i'm fine by that yeah exactly but i think that's kind of what you do though is you know of course the the quote-unquote hype beasts don't get the shoe or whatever but the number one selling shoe every year is always the adidas superstar yeah and it's a shell toe and they they literally do no marketing for that shoe right so and it's available everywhere all the time and they don't have to, you know, it's just always there. So now, I mean, my daughter has a pair. All her friends have pairs. You know, it's like, 
of course you're going to get a pair of, of they're always in style they're always going to live so yeah at a time when maybe run dmc had them and they were super you know cool to wear sure you make them cool and then you make them readily available and everybody who isn't like on the sneakers app StockX standing in line wave they just want to walk into a store on a saturday and purchase some shoes yeah get them that ultra boost technology absolutely because it's great tech yeah we were down at the outlets this weekend and uh they've got it like all lined up in a row there's a nike outlet next to an adidas outlet with a new balance outlet around the corner a finish line outlet which i didn't even know existed um it's all like right next to each other. So we, we did a little we did a little shoe browsing this weekend. Yeah. Outlets are hit and miss, man, especially for size 13. Yes, they it's are. Tough. It's tough. Yes, they are. You literally have to go like during the week. Oh. <laughs> we we got to go on, on like Saturday. A, which yeah. Is nah, you got to go on like a, you gotta go on like a Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By Sunday, they've run through everything. Right. Right. Because but our, Marissa was able. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, I had just gotten some new uh, running shoes adidas ones boost technology but not ultra boost or whatever but okay um, more towards running yep but like the idea of like a running shoe with like a fully knit upper yeah that is like super comfortable modes your foot like with the boost like makes a lot of sense yep and so marissa was looking for a new shoe and i was like like you should just try this on she tried it on she's like oh yeah i'm getting these that's how and you she do got it. them for a good deal so that's how you do it yeah man yeah, all right speaking of sneakers yeah we have uh we have some friends of the show who have an event. You want to talk about this? Yeah. Oh, good transition, Doc. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So um, our good friends at the Columbus Sneaker Ball, um, shout out to my man Malcolm who uh, set up this play. So basically they are joining forces with uh, um, the Columbus, Ohio um, Job and Family Services. And they are going to uh, – they're raising money to provide shoes for uh, at-risk youths. And uh, they're doing that by throwing a sneaker ball, which is essentially you get dressed up, you wear some sneakers. And um, with all the tickets, I believe a, a decent percentage of the proceeds are going to be going towards that initiative. So they have partnered with us here at Clock Radio Speakers. Thank you to them. They, you know, they understand the movement. <laughs> and by partner, we mean they asked and we said, sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, so if you go to actually, let me pull this up right now, because I believe on Instagram, it's at Columbus Sneaker Ball. But let me get you an official website. Yep, it's at Columbus Sneaker Ball. Um, tickets are on Eventbrite. So when you are purchasing your ticket, it, the event is May 4th at 8 o'clock. It's at the Greek, Greek Orthodox Center, five, 555 North High Street in Columbus. Um, if you, when you buy your tickets through that Eventbrite website and you use the code CRS, you get a $5 discount off of your purchase. So do that. Let us know if you use that code. Um, yeah, just a, a, a way that we... Uh, we just offered to show support because we we believed in what they were doing. We thought it was dope. I'll be there. And um, yeah, yeah, Columbus Sneaker Ball. So when you have an event called Sneaker Ball, obviously you're not just wearing any old sneakers. Have you already decided like what, 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 you're, what you're showing up in? No, I know what I'm going to wear. I just don't know what I'm going, what sneakers I'm going to wear with it. I have no idea. Um, it's like, do you go exclusive, which is kind of the... That's kind of the idea. 
Right, you um, go super hype beast on them. Yeah, and just like I, oh these these old yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, that's normally what you do. I'm probably going to do a, a a Kairos culture on what I should wear. I because I literally have no idea. Um, and I'll just maybe I'll let the the audience pick or something like that because. I could go in a bunch of different directions. I'm not saying that to brag, but it's like too many options now, um, which is kind of whack. <laughs> Seriously, it's super trash. Like, oh my god, I have too many options. I do. I know. I do. I need to get rid of some of these. Um, but yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. I might go with my off whites, but that might be too easy. I, I have no idea. No idea. And I don't want to go in like something that somebody else is already gonna wear. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to show up with the You gotta obvious. get your you gotta get your chunkiest dad shoe. I could wear my I could wear some Yeezys. <laughs> I could do some Yeezys. Those might go. Um shout out to Taylor. Taylor has uh, some monarchs. He's trying to get me to get some monarchs and I told him oh, no. told him not to disrespect me like that ever again. Does Speak- he wear them outside when he's like grilling? Because I think that's the <laughs> I seen him get a fit off with him on Instagram. So, does he also say "son"? <laughs> and not at the end of a sentence like a Wu Tang member. You right. you say "son" at the beginning is, of a sentence. This is not. I call my brother "son" because he shine like one. This no. is "son." Uh, yeah, got a big task for you this week. <laughs> a big task. Oh man, it's terrible. Yo, it's hot in my house. Is it is it warming up there yet? It, I was actually just thinking. I was like, man, I'm wearing too many layers in my in my in my office right now. It's too hot. Yeah. Um, Worth it. No, it's Coolio not. It's not really warm here at all. It was nice this weekend. Um, when of course I was sick for the most part, but um, but uh, no, it's like 60 degrees here or something. It's not that warm. Okay. Yeah, it's about where it was. It was like 70 today, and it was super cold yesterday. I turned the heat on and then woke up to a 70 degree morning. It's just weird, man. Weird. It's gonna be eighty on Thursday. Jesus. Okay. Um, let's talk music, man. What's what's? Oh, I was gonna say. I was gonna ask if you want, want to watch. Uh, if you wanted, if you wanted to talk NBA at all. Let's do NBA. Let's do NBA. Oh man, how angry am I that I went to bed last night? On a scale of one to ten, <laughs> a number doesn't describe it. Because you think you because you missed something great, or because you wanted to see. Uh, Golden State fall. Like, what were you thinking? Because I missed something great, which yeah. was Golden State fall. <laughs> not, not, not boogie, not boogie. I'm not, yeah. I'm not basking in anybody getting hurt. Like, that's not funny. That's not cool. Right. Um, for him to have the season that he's that he's had, and then you get to the playoffs, and then you get hurt. That's super whack. Super, super trash. Um, but bruh, I watched maybe a quarter last night, maybe the second quarter. Yeah. And uh, Steph was on fire. And I was like, I'm going to bed. Yeah. And then I wake up to, they tied the series. Yeah. So wait, there was only two games last night. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Just that in uh, Philly and Brooklyn. We yeah, we need to talk about Philly and Brooklyn. Um, the the dude on Philly with the cell phone. My God. Oh my goodness. Here, I I believe that if. If Philly had won, that wouldn't have been a big deal. Uh, maybe I think people still would have said something, but yeah, it it just it for for us olds, it just really like crystallized why old people don't like this Philly team. 
See, that I didn't know. So old people don't like that. Well, I was being general. Well, define like, old people. What I mean by that is this note, like, here's a team that, like, you know, it's basically the 76ers, at least in that game one, game two was different, obviously. Game one, they were, like, Jimmy Butler's worst nightmare. They were also yes. Um, every, like, old talking head on TV who's always talking about, like, grit or, like, you know, taking things seriously. Like, you know, the typical stuff that old people talk about, right? Philly was just a disaster in game one. For a lot of reasons. And it's funny, I watched that and I've been sort of skeptical for a long time about like Ken Simmons and Embiid play together. And I watched that and I was like, nah, they can't. Um, but I was reading something online, was it maybe today, I guess, after after game two, which made me realize, oh, you know, there are other like players in this league who not many, but more recently, who have been able to be more successful than Simmons has been at times. Even mm. with a similarly challenged outside shot, mm. like that coaching staff needs to do, they should be doing more with him. And I was like, that's interesting, right? Because like up until recently, like Giannis couldn't shoot, right? Mm. So like, and he's still learning basically. Yeah. But yeah. like he was able to get his and like to run the offense through and everything just because he could get past everybody. Right. And Simmons, for the most part, can do not. He's not Giannis, but like he can. Like, there are very few teams that are going to stop him from getting the hole, right? Correct, correct. But they don't use him that way all the time. And so I was like, huh, that's kind of interesting. But Philly, man, I don't know. It's it's like, a, it's like a fantasy basketball team. Like, if you were designing, if you were actually trying to build a team from scratch and thinking about, like, who you were going to get with what, like, you would not pick that combo of players. Yeah. He, here's... Here's my question about people wanting the Philly coaching staff to develop a jump shot with Ben Simmons. Yeah. What did they do with Markel's jump shot? Like, what, what makes the coaching? What makes you think that the coaching staff is uh, competent enough to help Ben Simmons with his jump shot the way that he needs to? Oh, I I think there's huge questions about how competent is the 76ers coaching staff. So you I'm, can argue I'm, they I'm, underachieve this year, right? Absolutely. I would say, eh, not absolutely, but sure. How about that? Right. They they like. And it's amazing, like, the difference a, a, a coach can make, right? You look at, at Milwaukee and you're like, part of that is Giannis went to another level. But part of that, too, is like, oh, I see. We, yeah. We got them a really good coach. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't have crazy confidence in the 76ers coaching staff. Not at all. Um, like, they're more talented than Brooklyn. But, like, Brooklyn is also, like, the kind of team that's going to drive the Sixers crazy. Like, I'm they excited. They are – I'm excited this is Go a 1-1 one, one series. Like, I hope this goes – this is like an entertaining first-round series. They are the Memphis of the East. Oh, that's interesting. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Um, so, Memphis was a team that you did not want to play in the first round if right. you were um, a West Coast, uh, like a top seed, because they were taking you to seven games and you were barely winning. Right. Um, so, I can see Brooklyn – as well as they played in game one and just the streak that they've been on, just particularly in the second half of the season, um, they're clicking. And you, when you are going against a team that's clicking and they're confident, like, I don't care who you are, you're going to have problems. That train's been rolling for a while. Yeah. Um, so, you know, unless you are a LeBron James a top-tier player who doesn't get overwhelmed by the momentum and can stop trains, you're going to have you're going to have serious problems. Yeah. And so I think that whoever whoever Brooklyn plays this year, 
Brooklyn's going to take, especially in the East, God, like, you know, there we could talk about, I mean, is there a runaway favorite? I haven't seen, I mean, Milwaukee's playing Detroit, and that kind of doesn't count, especially now that Blake Griffin's hurt. But Right. With Blake out, you know, that first game was brutal. Yeah, that, that series is over, um, which is unfortunate because Blake is a guy who got traded from a team that he thought he was going to be a lifer at, really made the best of a, of an, of a not-so-ideal situation, got them to the playoffs, and then immediately got hurt. That sucks. Um, but, I mean, Toronto, they're not – Toronto's still Toronto. Um, we'll, we'll talk about them in a second. Boston, I'd say Boston. If there's a team who underachieved this year, I'm yeah, going Boston with Boston. Did. Boston did. Um, they got too many guys. They got too many guys, which is a crazy problem to have, which you think would be a good problem, but clearly it's not for them. No, it's the, it's like um, you, you, it's the it's why the phrase exists: too many cooks in the kitchen. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. There's just, there's just too much. Like, there's just too much. Too many people who think they should be getting theirs. Yeah, so whoever Brooklyn plays, I think, in the Eastern Conference is going to give them issues. And I agree with you. I really hope this goes seven games because I, I definitely enjoyed the first uh, two games. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, we're so Toronto and Orlando, we're assuming that game one's no. by a fluke. No? No. No. I think I don't trust Toronto. I don't. So you can add Kawhi, one of the best players in the league, Clearly, they made the wrong choice in which guard to give up. Um, keep it. I mean, I don't think Demar and Kawhi could have played right well together. But you know, Lowry underperforming. Lowry getting cooked by DJ Augustine. I mean, right. Come on, adding Pau Gasol, but for whatever reason, Orlando was still able to keep up with. <laughs> they had a they had a great night. Evan Fournier was right. they, had, <laughs> they, had, they had a great night. Like I'm expecting Toronto to win game two. Like I, I think mm-hmm. Orlando. Like I don't know. Like that that game. Like Toronto could have won that game. It shouldn't have been like that, though. Oh, of course not. Of course but not. I but I think like, I think that's. You don't think that's a confidence killer? Um, losing like that. Like I've never seen an arena that quiet. I mean, it's that arena was like dead quiet. After a while, there is a problem where, like, a fan base just expects the worst to happen. <laughs> no, really. It's how Boston fans were before, like, Boston teams were winning all these titles. Like, Red Sox games before 2003, 2004, playoff games were, like, anything bad goes. Anything any If it, like, starts looking bad or not great, the crowd has no confidence. They get dead quiet. Like, it used to be, like, it was so – everybody was so tense because they hadn't won in forever. Like, that's what happens when you have this long history of, like, screwing up in the playoffs. People remember. Yeah. Um, but, no, I mean, I don't know. When I watched game one of that series, like, I thought Kawhi was real. I mean, Kawhi went to another level, like, at times during that game. He, you know, hit big shots. He made the right call, like, when it came to deferring. Some of his teammates' shot didn't go in, and then they got him what I thought wasn't a great look at the end. But, like, it shouldn't have been that close, but it wasn't, like, the killer that that first that game one of seventy six with Brooklyn was right. I feel okay. like there's a lot of pressure on Philly for game three. Absolutely, like they go down two one to Brooklyn with game four in. If Brooklyn wins game three, game four is going to be like the, that. Crowd's going to be nuts. Is it? Is it two three two? It's two two. Oh, that's a good question. Two two one one one. I think so. Let me Google. 
Uh, yeah, it's two two one one one. Yeah, they they, they mm. can't go they can't go down they can't go down three one. Um, over on the other side, um, anything interesting for you out of Boston, Indiana? <clears throat> no, with with all the depot out, that series is right. done. Um, and same thing with Milwaukee and, De- and Detroit. So we can we can move to the West Coast. Um, so speaking of the game from last night, Golden State and, uh, and the Clippers, uh, you worried about Golden State without uh, without Cousins? Uh, no, but I do think that series will go six. I think the Clippers will get another game. You know, the people are making, you've seen all these videos that are making a lot about KD's body language, about how bad he wants to leave. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Me neither. Um, Me neither. I think KD leaves. I think Clay leaves too. I've been saying that for years. Mm. I think Clay leaves too. You know who should sign Clay? Clay. Who? The Lakers. <laughs> Seriously. You know what LeBron James needs? Somebody what to a, guard a somebody to guard wings and shoot threes. I mean, Clay on offense, Clay is the prototype of a LeBron James teammate. Just stand there and shoot. Yeah. Because Clay doesn't create his own shot. That's fine. Yeah, for that team, sure. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just don't I don't trust players going to play with LeBron. And I love LeBron. But sheesh, who has he made better? Besides Matthew Dellavedova. Uh, who has he made better? He's made lots of players better. What are you Wally Zerbiak? Um He's made lots of players better. Udonis Haslam? <laughs> Joel Anthony. <laughs> Big men gotta eat, man. No, they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, for me, the Cousins thing is like, I mean, they should beat the Clippers without him. But like, I guess it's a question of like, do they need Cousins to beat Houston? Who guards P.J. Tucker? Because P.J. Uh, Tucker is sloppy enough of a player to disrupt a, a very finesse team like the like the Warriors. I think um, it's Draymond, right? Yeah, I guess so. When they go small, but otherwise it's Durant. Mm, okay. And P.J.'s not a super... He's a big guy, but he's not strong. He doesn't play strong. Right. I guess the bigger question is, so what we assume, Clay on uh, Harden? Because they're not going to put Curry on Harden, are they? Not if they want to win. <laughs> That's a series I want to see. So like Houston, uh, Utah, like Houston won game one. Um, you expecting Houston to win a series? Yeah. I didn't even see that game one, but I'm not even I'm not paying attention to Utah this year. Okay. Uh Portland, Oklahoma City, did you see that game? No, that's the first round series? Yeah. Wow. It's a good series. Because Portland won, right? Yeah. Okay. Good for them. That feels like that should be I don't know, man. The Western Conference is loaded. Like some of these yeah. I'm looking at this and I'm like, Portland, Oklahoma City in like round one. That could be like a yeah. round two easy. Absolutely. Um, just like if we get Golden State Houston in round two, that's crazy. Yep. Um, I mean, I think OKC will win. They, they're not. They're not going to get swept or anything. But I don't know, man. Actually, I mean, yeah. like if you asked me like two months ago, like a month and a half ago, I would have said Oklahoma City would win the series because they were playing better. But something's wrong with George. His shoulder's not mm. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And then uh, Spurs beat uh, Denver. That, I mean, I can't, as well as Denver's been playing, you can't ever count out the Spurs. Um, I still see Denver winning, but that might go six or seven That's games. a long series, you think? Yep. So, uh, you know, assuming we get, like, so looking ahead, is there a particular, aside, you know, we talked about Golden State, Houston. Is there a, a future matchup that you're kind of interested in? Uh, hold on. Let me pull up a, let me pull up a, a bracket. Hold on. I got a link here if you need it. Uh, thought I had it. Yeah. Shoot me, shoot me a link, please. Oh, hold on. That's the wrong button. There we go. Okay. Um, so the second round is potentially. Duh. Golden State, it, Houston. Okay, we'll start. We'll start, I was on. I was on the East Coast. Oh. So if we go out west, yeah, Golden State, Houston is gonna be dope. Any one of those series, right. Den, Denver has a chance to make it to the conference final, for sure. I mean, they're they're the two seed. They yeah, should. Yeah, yeah. It is not like a. Well, I, I guess I say that to say it's not like a fluky two seed. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, either one of those. I think Portland and OKC is the most exciting possible series out of those four teams. Um, if I go to the East Coast, though, dog, Brooklyn has a shot to make it to the conference final. They could they could beat Philly, and yeah. they could potentially beat Toronto. I don't think they have anybody to stop Kawhi, but... That's a problem. That's the only problem that you need to worry about. The rest of that team, I don't trust. You, you worry about Fred Van Fleet? Get hot. <laughs> AKA everybody's barber. Everybody's barber. Orlando, yo, or the starting five of Orlando looks like dudes from Orlando. Like, it was the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. Like, y'all look just like dudes from Orlando. I guess the thing I'd be worried about, well, yeah, the thing I'd be worried about with uh, Orlando, like going forth in that series, is um, I, I just don't know if like Aaron Gordon and, guy, and like Jonathan Isaac and guys like that are going to hit like threes all series. Feels feels like that might have been a, a really good game game one for them. So like, but if it's you know if it's um, Brooklyn Toronto, I mean, I don't know. I think I take Toronto. Toronto's got they got people. You you just don't trust Lowry in the playoffs, right? No, I don't trust. I feel like I don't know if it's Drake. I don't know if it's the dinosaur. I don't know if it's the arena. I don't know if it's the ghost of Vince Carter. I have no idea what's wrong with Toronto, but just something about them I do not trust. Hmm. And on the other side, uh, Milwaukee, Boston. Is that in- is that interesting to you? Um. No, because you would you would think that um, Boston should run that, but you think so? Just on paper, you would assume so, but not 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 so much. I mean, they have a lot of guys they can potentially throw at Giannis, right? Like they can try to put like maybe well, definitely Horford, maybe Jalen. I think Horford could disrupt. I think Horford could potentially do to Giannis what he did to Embiid last year. But yeah, he's he, he's a crafty vet. Yes, sure. he is. Those crafty vets always get the young guys. Always. Al Horford definitely has like the uh, he has like he's very close to like having a dad pickup game sort of mentality. Yes. About him. All right. Sorry. All right. Yeah. I. I yeah. It's wide open, and and that's what I enjoy. Like everybody's like, yeah, Golden State's clearly gonna win, but you know, 
for these next three weeks, I'm just going to enjoy, or this next month, I'm just going to enjoy all the possibilities. Because some years we've done playoffs and it's like, okay, yeah, it's going to be Golden State and the Rockets in the conference final, and it's going to be Cleveland and whoever. Toronto or whoever right, it be, right, right, and right. it's going to be LeBron and Steph again. Not so much. I mean, I think it'll be Golden State, Milwaukee, but like Giannis is, he's getting kind of ridiculous. I was trying to tell y'all, man. Did you, did you see did you see that dunk he did? Yes, we took game one. We took one dribble. Also, he almost, like barely passed the free throw line yeah. in game. Yeah, in yeah. game. Gathered like took one dribble, gathered himself, dunked from the free throw line in game. It's ridiculous. It's nuts. Yeah, just watching him. He he's like a gazelle. Like he just like <laughs> when you watch him go down the lane, you just it's just it's too much. And he's learning to shoot. Yeah, man. He's unreal. That's not fair. Um, with all these rumors. And I, I think I called that at the beginning of the year he was going to get MVP. Just, he's a he's a game-changing player. For sure, yeah. He's a game-changing player. He, the same way Steph was, the same way. And I don't even know. Okay, here's a question. Did LeBron impact the game of basketball as a whole? Because the way Steph has got everybody shooting threes now, like, did yeah. LeBron do that? Uh, no, I, I think, so. think, no, I mean, LeBron to me was part of a lineage of big guys who are multidimensional, but he didn't originate that, right? I right. mean, LeBron's biggest impact on the game, arguably, is what he did for player movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, everybody threw tomatoes at LeBron, but that's okay, because now everybody does it. Sure, and it's now it's arguably the most ex- one of the most exciting things about the NBA. Yep, like free agency will be crazy this year. Yeah, yeah, this free agency class is ridiculous. I'm excited. There's also just a lot of possibilities. Like, someone's gonna give Jimmy Butler a max contract. Like, oh. <laughs> bruh, Jimmy Butler and uh, uh, your boy Kimba are going to be eating this year. I could see the Lakers panicking and, and trying to sign either one of those two actually oh lord how do you feel about magic leaving because we didn't talk about i think magic leaving happened right after we finished recording um i think if yeah i think magic likes being magic <laughs> right he likes being famous he likes being the guy who they can call in to do the dunk contest and say the nba is back <laughs> he likes having other businesses like i don't think he, and he loves the idea of like he can sell people on the Lakers. Like, he loves doing that. But, like, yeah. there's a lot more to being a GM or to being president of basketball operations or whatever his job was. And even though they had two guys who were sort of, like, heading stuff up and theoretically Magic is, like, the face guy and, you know, Rob Palenka was theoretically, like, the guy doing more of the work. Like, it just doesn't seem like it was going to work. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not like those two, have, like, have a long history and go back. Like, when you have a job, when you have a situation like that where two people come in, like, the two of you either need to decide to be best friends so that, like, immediately so that you can, like, make it work. Or there's always going to be a problem. Mm. So, like, I don't know. I think I think just because you're a really good player or just because you've been a successful businessman in some other field, that doesn't mean you know how to be an NBA GM. Like, we assume way too much that, like, uh, competency in one field translates to another. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, it's not like Jordan's been a great owner. You know what I mean? Or... Um, there's lots of examples. I mean, like in a sense, Jerry West is like such an exception. Yeah. He's no, uh, who's the worst, who's the worst GM? Who's the worst player turned GM? Is it Isaiah Thomas? 
Oh, it's high up on the list, right? For a lot of reasons. He's pretty bad. Is Vladdy up there? I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. They've got some players. They've they got do. some young players. But I've heard that's the that's the problem is like their players are good, but the front office is kind of shaky. Yeah. I mean, it seems like did they already announce it? They hired uh, Luke? Yeah. They I I thought so. Or, or Woj Woj announced it. I think that's a good fit for them. I mean, because, man, Luke had those young guys clicking before LeBron showed up. <laughs> Lakers, were about, Lakers were about two pieces and another two years away from being, like, really, really good. Right. LeBron is one of those problems where it's, like, it's, a pro- it's theoretically a good problem to have, but it's a problem. You get LeBron in your team, and it's like, I hope you're ready to win right now. Yeah. And I hope you're ready to abandon every other plan you have in order to win right now. Yep. Yep. And if you're not, then maybe you shouldn't sign LeBron. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed Side A of this week's episode. Please check out Side B at clockradiospeakers.com.